welcome to the Guide Not Guru podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Brock. My purpose is to empower women to create authentic, aligned, and abundant lives. After over a decade of mentoring women in business and self-leadership, I found that we don't need to adopt a guru's blueprint. We need guides to help us build our own. So if you're ready to lead and be a work in progress, you've come to the right place. Okay, welcome to the ego episode. (laughs) I've already talked about this topic a few times, and it just felt like we absolutely need to have an episode where I define what is the ego? What is it? Where did it come from? How can we start to see how it's showing up in our world? And how can we start to separate from its power of ruling our lives? And I'm even going to give you a tool that I've already mentioned, but I want to like really drive you to go do this almost as like an episode homework assignment today. But this is really important because one of the things that I love more than anything is helping women start to empower themselves. And in order for you to feel empowered in changing your life, you have to understand where you've lost your power. And that means we have to talk about the ego. So let's talk about it. What is the ego and where did it come from? So as we grow up, we form a mental image of ourselves based on the parents you were given, the family the society, the cultural upbringing in the community, wherever you plopped down on the planet, you started to see the world based on the views and beliefs that you were given. So for example, if I was, um, one of my best friends, Tiffany, brought this example to me and I thought it was so powerful and I've continued to mention it. If I was to show you an image of a hamburger and I was like, okay, everyone, what comes up for you when you look at this hamburger? Some people would be like, oh my gosh, juicy. My mouth is salivating. I want it so much. It's so good. Other people would be like, oh, greasy. My stomach's feeling upset. Other people would be like, is that vegetarian? That's the only way I can have it. Some people would be looking at that and being like, oh, lust. I'm on a diet. I'm not supposed to. So how can we all look at the same exact thing and see something different, feel something different? And it's because based on how we grew up, y'all, we see the world differently. We were given, we grew an ego, which is a mental image of how we see ourselves and see the world based on where we grew up and who we were brought up by and the conditioning we were given. And so this is our false self. It is not who we really are. It's who we've learned to be. And we have embodied it for so long that we really believe it's who we are. So this is where we say things like, well, you know, I would do that, but I'm not a brave person. My brother, he's brave, but not me. Or I'm a procrastinator. I wish I was more like you. You're such a go-getter. Well, how did that person become a go-getter and you're a procrastinator? How? Or how, how is your brother brave and you're the fearful one? How? It's because you learned along the way 
something about yourself and you just believed it to be true. And so we grow up into adults who don't even realize that we are agreeing to a version of ourselves that was just a learned condition and that we can unlearn it and that we can choose again and that we can change. And so we grow up into these adults that wear a mask that we think is ourselves. And yet it was just a patterned version of ourselves that we adopted by asking the question, who do I need to be in order to be loved? Who do I need to be in order to survive this family? Who do I need to be to have my worthiness and all my needs met? These were the questions we were asking as children. We didn't consciously know we were asking them. We were just looking around and seeing these adults and these people who seem to know how the world works and they're teaching me how the world works. And so they're telling me this is who I need to be in order to survive. And so because this ego, this version of ourselves, the way we saw the world is a slow response. We hardly even knew it was happening. You know, if I was to ask you, tell me about you as a kid, you'd probably be like, oh my gosh, I was so free. I never wore shoes. I loved nature. I was so creative. I didn't care about what people thought. So isn't it interesting that we come into the world as this loving, generous, free versions of ourselves? And then we learn to be judgmental. We learn to have scarcity. We learn that this is how you live in the world. And this is how you protect yourself. And this is how you make money. And this is how you get success. And this is who you are. All of that was just taught to us, y'all. And unfortunately, it was taught to us by other humans who also have egos, these learned versions of themselves. Bless our parents' hearts. Bless our hearts we're raising children, they were raising children, maybe not even knowing that they had patterned versions of themselves that they'd been agreeing to. They were teaching you based on the things they learned from their parents or the things they realized about their parents and were trying to do differently. So we learned this version of ourselves and we started showing up as them as adults. And that ego, by the way, you know, it, it served us as kids. It it was the most compassionate thing we could have done at the time, because if we had looked at our parents, our most basic need is to survive. It's that whole saber-toothed tiger example. We've got this survival mechanism in our brain that its number one goal is to help us live. Because if we didn't have some dose of healthy fear, then we would be walking off cliffs and we'd be running into dangerous situations. And so it helped us throughout the whole have uh, you know human evolution but it it served us at a point and then we grow into adults and we keep believing these versions of ourselves that we learned to be we started thinking this is really who i am when yet it's actually was just a response to that's who you needed to be to get love from your dad or that's who you needed to be in order to get Uh, affirmation from your mother, or that's who you needed to be because you were one of six kids, or that's who you needed to be because that's how we tested and got accomplishment at school. You have no idea who you really are. If you were free from those sets of parents, if you didn't grow up with that cultural belief system, if you weren't taught that this is how good girls act, 
what would you do? How would you live? It's almost like mind blowing. It's like, oh my gosh. Imagine for a moment you plopped down on another part of the planet. You would literally see the world differently. You would eat different food. You would think women were allowed to do different things. You would feel differently about money and privilege. You would speak differently. You would dress differently. So who you are, when you start to realize the who you have been being is just a result of what you learned to be. When you can start to separate and say, this this was just given to me. This is just how I learned to be. Who would I be without that? We realize who we've been being was never us to begin with. We start to learn about the ego. We each have a true and authentic essence, this original version of ourselves that we started to abandon over and over again as children. This inner self that we started to say, okay, well, I guess they know better. I guess these parents know better. I guess my teacher knows better. They're the one who's teaching me. Like, I'm just a child. They know how to live. And so we learned how to silence the real, authentic version of ourselves. And we have to start to get aware to the ego so that we can start to take our power back. But I want you to know this survival part of us that even grew the ego for us. It was the most compassionate thing it could do at the time, because if it had looked at your parents and been like, wait, you're telling me they're 20, 30, 40 year old, 50 year old people who don't have a clue either. Wait, they're raising me based on the sick and twisted and distorted and unhealthy traumatic patterns of their upbringing and they're raising me. They don't know how it goes. We would have freaked out. So we needed to believe at some point that these adults knew better. And so we believed them, we trusted them. Now, something happens when we start to go, okay, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. I am just a result of how I learned to be growing up. And we start to go into a little pattern, a little cycle that is really, really important that you understand is going to happen. When you start to go, wait, if I had different sets of parents and if I had different friends and if I grew up in a different place, I'd literally see the world differently. Where did I get these beliefs from? When you start to realize that, you go through a little cycle. It's called the fear, blame, and shame. All of a sudden, when you start to look at yourself and you go, I'm a procrastinator or I'm someone who escapes, and you go, wait, why do I escape? you might immediately feel fear. This is too scary. I can't look at all this stuff. It is just too emotional for me to admit the truth about myself, about my parents, about my siblings, about what I've always believed to be true about the world. Like when I started doing this, I was just like, what is life? Like this felt so scary all of a sudden to just be like, then what is real, right? Like what's real if what I thought was real is not real? you'll feel very shaky. You will feel afraid. Then as you start to do it, you're like, well, okay, wait, the alternative is that I keep accepting this. No, I want to be brave enough to figure out where this came from. Then you go into blame and you're like, it's their fault. It's my parents. 
It was my grandma. It was my teachers. It was my community. It's society. You start to want to blame other people. I would never feel this way about money if you had taught me this. I would never feel this way about love if you had given me a, you know, a loving example of relationships. If you had blank. So you're going to start to feel like you want to blame. And then you will come to the place that you realize, guess what? Your parents also had egos that they could not help at some point. Your husband, your spouse, your children, everyone is just reacting from a place of this patterned belief system. And you start to go, okay, wait. So it's not their fault. Like they're a product of their upbringing too. And, you know, they're acting from their fear and they're acting from their learned way of being. And all of a sudden you take, you come to this place of self-responsibility and you realize it's not my fault that I got this way, but it is my responsibility. And then you go, oh shoot, you go into blame. You go, I did this. You realize everything in your world, you guys, everything in your world is a result of the past thoughts, feelings, beliefs and actions that you've had. The level of success you have, your fault and your success. The level of love in your relationship, your fault, your success. Everything you're getting is a result of you. And so then you go to blame and you're like, oh my gosh, this is my fault. So that cycle is actually just the way that the ego wants to show up. Because the ego is here, its whole job is to protect you and keep you safe. It's why it grew in the first place. It's why it's still here. It's going, stop trying to grow. Every time you do this, we, we, we have to risk ourselves again. And its entire reason for living was to keep you safe. And so when we start to look at ourselves, we start to feel that cycle of fear, blame, and shame, fear, blame, and shame. And that's just another way that the ego shows up to try to trick you to stay right where you are. Because every time you go looking for new information, every time you go to grow yourself again, every time you get curious, it feels unsafe because it goes, I don't know what's out there. And if you go out there, I'm scared. And we might die. It's literally, that's the story of the, of the ego. It says, we're unsafe. We might die. Stay right here. And so this is why every time you go to start a new business or you get into a new relationship or you put yourself out there on social media or you start to face your fears, hello, expect the ego to show up because its whole job is to keep you safe. And so it will, it will want to blame somebody. It will want to blame you. It will want to feel afraid and it will just want to keep you emotionally exhausted to just stay right here. But that's not what you were made for. You were here to grow and you are here to become something in this life. And that means if the ego is here for a reason, what I want you to know is the ego is, is and was here for a reason but at some point, your life is your responsibility. You have to stop being reactionary to the life that you've been given. You are not a victim of your circumstances. At one point, it was not your fault that you got these belief 
systems, but now you're a big girl. I'm so sorry for the things that have happened to you. I'm, I, I'm sorry for the things that happened to me. And at some point I had to say, and what am I going to do about it? Am I going to keep saying, well, you know, I'd love to get ahead, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't the hand I was dealt. And yet there will be another story of another woman dealt with the same exact hand or worse, and she overcomes. And so at some point you have to stop being a victim of the ego, of the things that you were given, the belief systems you were taught. And you have to say, I am responsible for my life. And I get to stop agreeing to all the fear that my ego wants me to agree to, to stay safe. And I have to go into the growth zone. I have to start saying, who do I want to be? Who am I really? And so I wanted to give you a a tool that I use consistently with my coaching clients and my programs. And I've actually mentioned on here before already, but it's really important. So your ego, it will come in like logic. It will come in and just be like, hey, I'm just trying to keep you safe and like be responsible. And so it will come in like logic and it will come in as these little self-sabotaging voices in your head. And there's a test that I want you to take. It's at positiveintelligence.com. It's the positive intelligence assessment. So I went through this whole coaching program with them. And what it shows you is how your ego shows up in your life. And it shows up as these different versions of you. And it shows up as these accomplice saboteurs. And there are, I believe, 11 of them. But you might recognize yourself in some of them right now. So the first one is the avoider. So your your ego is so afraid of whatever is happening ahead. It's like, oh, this is like so scary. Um, I know we need to do this, but let's just avoid it, right? So it shows up as the avoider. That's how it gets you to stay safe. Or it shows up as the controller, We need to be so freaking safe. I'm going to control everything. I'll do it. Or it shows up as the hyperachiever. We need to be successful. So we are going to kill ourselves as the hyperachiever because we can't take it if we fail. Or your ego shows up as the hyper-rational. Listen, All these dreaming, it's so cute. I like it, but this isn't logical. It's not rational. And if we go into this uncertain place of being a dreamer, we're going to die. This is what's happening with your ego. I'm curious if you guys are laughing, laughing, already feeling like you see yourselves. Then there's the hypervigilant. This is the person who's like, okay, well, no, I'm down to dream. I'm down to grow, but I need all of the information ahead of time before I agree that this is a good step. So you go to information downloads. Then there's the pleaser. Your ego shows up as a pleaser and says, okay, I'm interested in growing, but let me make sure everybody else gets what they need first and then I can be ready to grow. Or let me just make sure everybody else is comfortable because if I don't belong, I'm not safe. If I'm rejected by the people who I love, I am going to quit. I can't do it. I will die. The pleaser. Then there's restless, the saboteur of being restless, where you cannot sit down. 
you keep yourself so busy and so preoccupied, ruminating thoughts in your mind at all times that you never sit down long enough to even be with your own thoughts. You keep yourself so busy, you don't even have to sit with the truth about who you are. And then there's the stickler. The stickler is like, here are all the the exact steps that we need to do. And if we don't do them in order, we're all going to die. Like, this is the only way we could be successful. It's, it's the way I can predict my safety is by following the exact steps. And then there's the victim. The victim is exactly what it sounds like. Your saboteur, your ego shows up as a victim of its circumstances and saying, well, everybody else got dealt a better hand of cards, not me. I would totally go for those things, but you don't understand. My husband doesn't believe in me or I don't have the money, right? Again, saying, stay here, be safe. So how do we start to recognize these saboteurs? I bet you're already recognizing them right now. First of all, take that quiz, screenshot the assessment, save it, actually send it to me in the DMs. I always love knowing people's, I'm always like, bah, didn't it change your life to know how your ego is just trying to keep you small, safe, and protected? That's its job, but it will keep you from every good thing you were meant to have in your life. You were meant to expand. And so it served you for a season of your life. It was, you learned it. This is, they, all of your saboteurs are just, hi, here's the list of who you learned to be as a child in order to survive and feel safe. And it is no one else's fault. It is now your responsibility. So if I can move you into personal responsibility quickly, gosh, we can, we can, we can make some progress here. All right. So how do you start to notice these saboteurs? Here is the ticket. Your negative emotions are the trigger sign. When you start to feel any negative emotion, I want you to imagine that you were just given a stop sign. stop sign. I'm feeling negative. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling exhausted. Ooh, hey, ooh, Kelly told me negative emotion. Pause. Let me just stop right where I am. I call it the precious pause. You're going to pause at the stop sign. Look both ways, (laughs) meaning you're going to look inside and you're going to say, what was I just thinking and feeling? What was I just thinking and feeling? And which of my saboteurs was just here? Which of my saboteurs was just here pretending to be me? So this will happen for me all the time. I will go to, uh, for example, even do a podcast episode. And I'll be like, okay, you know, I care so much about my work. I care so much about what I say. I want to make sure it's excellent. And then I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then I'm like, okay, we'll make sure to do your notes and make sure to get it ready and make sure to look good and make sure to have the camera and the ring light and all the things. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Which of my saboteurs was just here? I'm like, oh my gosh, there you are, hyperachiever. You were making me so stressed out about doing this perfectly that I felt overwhelmed. 
Now I'm able to identify which of these boogers (laughs) was showing up pretending to be me. And then I'm able to say, what would my most authentic version of me say about this? If you guys have not done the versions of you meditation series from me, it's $22. It is the best $22 you will spend because I take you into a meditation, a visualization that brings you into a visualization with your highest version of yourself and your original essence. And when you remember who you really are, and when you remember who you are becoming and what that woman has to say about how to live, all of a sudden, when I go, oh, I just saw you, saboteur, this ego version of me, I'm able to uh, separate from it. And then I'm able to ask the most powerful question. What would my higher, wiser self say? What would my original, authentic version of me do here? And all of a sudden, my original essence is like, why are you so worried about this? This looks so fun. (laughs) And then there's the higher, wiser version of me. And she's just like, none of this matters. Say the truth. That I've got this version of me that knows better. So to kind of recap for you all today, because this this episode matters because I'm going to continue to refer back to it. There's a version of you that is the authentic version of you. There's a version of you that is higher and wiser. You can only get to her when you start to realize you are not your pain points. You are not your flaws. You are not your negative emotions. Those are the things you were learning to be in order to survive. And when we can start to separate from the ego, that's when we get our power back. That's when we start to understand who we really are and what we're capable of. So I cannot wait to hear more about what you understand about yourself and where you start to see the patterns of the saboteurs showing up. It's empowering work. Remember fear, blame, shame, it will show up, but that's just the back door your ego is trying to take to get you to stop moving forward. But you must, you must move forward. Hey friend, thank you for listening. My goal is to empower as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, I would love it if you'd leave me a review or let me know on Instagram. You can take a screenshot or tag me or just shoot me a DM. If you're looking for any kind of additional support, don't hesitate to reach out at kellybrockco.com. And I'll see you here next Tuesday.